0: When each of us were driving here for Fajr and we ask Allah to accept our prayers, Amni rabbil We all had to have our headlights turned on and the main beneficiary of doing that is the one who's actually driving. So it's good for them, it's safe for them so they can see where they're going so they can make sure to not hit a curb, may Allah protect all of us, to not go in the wrong direction, to, to try to avoid a number of mistakes. A lot of damage can be avoided, subhanAllah, just by having a little bit of light. Having your headlights on is not only good for you, but by extension, it's also good for those around you because then they know that you're there and they're not going to try to switch lanes not knowing that you're there, so on and so forth. So when, when there's light, it's beneficial for the individual and it's beneficial for those immediately surrounding them, for them and those around them. The same thing applies to the heart of the believer, right? Think of Iman as light. That person who has Iman in their heart, they benefit from that light first and foremost primarily, but then others around them are supposed to benefit as well. So let's say there's a teenager trying to connect more with their deen and they're connecting more with that light in their heart, that iman, they're reconnecting with their fitrah and they all of a sudden find themselves a little bit more motivated to take out the the trash before they're even asked to do so or to do their chores, to clean their room, to do whatever before they're even asked to do so. There's just something in them that is driving them to try to do a little bit more good at home. And that's a very healthy sign of Iman, that it's not only beneficial for you, but it's also beneficial for those around you. Now think of the example of the Prophet ﷺ. Allah compares to the Prophet to the sun and the moon. So think of how how incredible it must have been to be in his presence to be in his community sallallahu alaihi wasallam even then there were still some people and we ask Allah to protect us from this even though they may have been living in medina and interacting with the prophet on a consistent basis sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah still describes them as deaf mute and blind they had blinded themselves from the prophetic light from the truth they had covered their ears they had sealed their hearts they they made that decision themselves So when we come across these ayat describing these people in this way, we need to understand that they responded actively in that way themselves. They sealed their own eyes and mouth and ears and heart. Okay, then go right ahead. They got themselves into that predicament and Allah describes them as such. We ask Allah to protect us from that type of situation. As luminous as the light must have been from the Prophet ﷺ, if somebody shuts their eyes and they're blindfolded and they put a blanket over them it could be a, you know bright as day outside as bright as the sun in the middle of the day but if they're covering themselves and they're not going to see it so when, when we look at for example surah tahrim what is a primary dua of the believers on the day of judgment rabbana atmim lana nurana right nur is, is is so important on that day so they're asking Allah, and we ask Allah to make us from among them. The dua is our Lord, complete our light for us. And forgive us and cover us. You have power over everything. So so you see, light on that day is at a premium, is extremely valuable. You don't find the dua, Ya Allah, give us gold on this day, give us silver, give us rubies and gemstones, and so on and so forth. Ya Allah, we're asking you for. You know, for more money and cash and you know Bitcoin and whatever. On that day, what primarily matters for these people? What primarily matters for anyone is Nur, is light. I'll conclude with Surah Al-Hadid. Allah, in a very famous passage, Allah describes the situation of the believers, and they have. They have light on that day. We ask Allah to make us from among them. There's light in front of them, and there's light on the right hand sides as well, which can be understood literally and figuratively. These are people of the right. They were constantly trying their best to do the right thing and if they, if there were mistakes, when there were mistakes, we're human, they're quick to fix them though, they don't just leave them and you know Allah is forgiving and merciful so I don't have to apologize to that person, I don't have to care about how I treat my spouse or my kids or anyone, it's okay, Allah's forgiving and merciful, Allah may forgive that person for what's between them and Allah, but Allah will not forgive them for what's between them and other people if they don't care and if they don't actively try to fix it. So there has to be a balance. There are some things between us and the Creator and other things that are between us and the creation. In the famous hadith of the Prophet ﷺ in which he warned us of bankruptcy on that day, every specific example the Prophet gave that'll lead a person to become bankrupt, they wronged this person, they slandered that person, they killed that person, they harmed that person. Everything the Prophet specifically mentioned is between that person and creation. He didn't specify anything between them and the Creator, so that may have been good. They may have prayed a lot and fasted. That is good in and of itself, but it has to be meshed and coupled with. It has to be braided with how we treat the creation as well. So if we do both, then we hope for for abundant light, for abundant nur on that day. What does Allah describe in in these ayat in Surah Al-Hadid? The believers are going to have a lot of light on that day, but then the hypocrites have no light on that day. And what do they do? They ask the believers to give them some of their light, but at that point it's too late. You notice something. The believers are people of action. They're constantly preparing for that day, hence they end up with a lot of light on that day because they prepared for it. But then for the hypocrites, there's no preparation whatsoever. There's not even belief in Allah on the last day to start with. But they claim to be Muslim. They may have been Muslim by name and they identified with the community. That's between them and Allah. That's not our place to go and critique what's in people's hearts specifically. We have to worry about ourselves first and foremost. But Allah is painting this scene that there will be people on that day with no light, but they're going to call out to others who actually did work, even though they didn't do anything, Get, you know, give us some of the fruit that you've earned from your labor, figuratively. Literally, they're asking them, give us some of your light. But by that point, it's too late. And Allah describes these people, they got themselves into that situation. They got themselves into trouble. We ask Allah to protect us from this. And then, how, and then what ayah comes immediately after that? اللَّهِ nazala min al-haqq Allah says, there's this really good situation on that day, there's this really bad situation on that day. Allah gives us both options. And then after that Allah says, hasn't the time come for the believers to soften their hearts? To connect with their adhkar, to connect with the Qur'an, to connect with their prayer, with their namaz, to just try to do good. We ask Allah to help us to do what good we can within our capacity. We ask Allah to accept it. We ask Allah for abundant light on that day. And we ask Allah to forgive our sins. <laughs>